show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors Radio Program. That's correct. It is time once again to listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome back to the Data Doctors Radio Program, the multi-award-winning tech show for non-tech people. Each and every week, we help thousands of people and their broken computers and technology issues in our stores, in their offices and homes all across the country. Then we bring that experience here to help all of you. We are the Data Doctors du jour, Ken and Spanky, the other Ken. Yes. Ken and Ken, yeah. Yes. Here to provide education and entertainment that we like to call edutainment. The Capitol Hill Crazies held a secret vote. Now, CISPA is rushing to the floor for a vote next week. Listen up and pay close attention. Last week, we talked about Facebook Home. This week, we'll talk about Facebook Home and your privacy. You see them all the time. Clean up your PC. Speed up your Mac. But are these programs any good? On it. Online. On demand. Datadoctors.com. Datadoctors.com slash radio. Listen live. Download podcasts. And get helpful links. Datadoctors.com. Datadoctors.com slash radio. Well, they're at it again. The government is here to help. Shh, we're taking a vote. Yes. Very, very private. Be very quiet. We don't want our constituents to know that we're voting on your privacy as we move CISPA one step closer to becoming war. That's not war. That's law. That was my Elmer Fudd. I do a pretty good Elmer Fudd. I say nothing. So uh, the bozos on Capitol Hill held a secret vote on Wednesday. Um, Congress decided that it was time to vote on CISPA. And basically... Hang on. CISPA means? It's the uh, uh, something privacy... Cyber, cyber intelligence, intelligence sharing, sharing privacy and act. Protective. Protective act. Yeah, some... Protection s- act. It's the give up your privacy act. Is it's the it is. government saying when we suspect that someone is a terrorist, we don't want to have to jump through hoops go through legal channels, get warrants, do anything else. We want to be able to contact Google, Facebook, um, Joe's Garage, whatever, and say, we need all the information you have on this individual. Right. And we want it to be so... We want it to make it easy for these companies and not have to worry about the legal side of that uh, by creating a law that says, if we ask for this and you give it, you have no legal exposure, no liability. Right. Trying to make it easy for them to... You know, it goes back to the wiretapping days where they could listen in on conversations. But but with that, they actually had to go through, a, a you know, a, a legal process and warrants and what have you. Now they're saying, look, if we suspect somebody is a threat to national security, we don't have to go through all those channels. We don't want to have to expose, take the chance of these guys discovering that we're tracking them or what have you. And we just want you to trust us. We're the government. And we're here to help. So Facebook supported CISPA the first time around when it was proposed last year back in no, 2012. It, they didn't. They did not support it last year. Uh, the initial version of it, they did. I thought they did not. No. And now, this time, Facebook is saying that the privacy bill has problems. And, you know, Google and Twitter still haven't chimed in on this. But, you know, the biggest problem that I have with this, I, I'm not one of these crazy... You're not crazy. I'm not one of these people who gets all up in arms. Conspiracy, man. It's right. a conspiracy. But w- when the government is given the authority to spy on you without warrant, when you can't even find out about it until after it's happened. No, no. You can't even find out about, about it period. Even, even after it's happened. I've got some issues with something like this passing. And you should, too. This isn't just a... Oh, it's okay. They're going to stop cyber terrorism, Bill. No. Well, first of all, there's never been a single incident of cyber terrorism. Okay. Think about that for a second. Cyber attacks? Heck yes. Yeah. All the time. Cyber terrorism has yet to ever have occurred. But who's to say that the government won't change the... Well, if it's a cyber attack, we're going to now call that cyber terrorism. Terrorism requires that certain things happen where right. we're terrified as a community, right? right? Right now, the only one terrifying us is our own government. Right. Until the bad guys shut down the no, banking system. No, they're saying it's coming. It's coming. it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Right. And so, you know, in one respect, great. We want them to be aware of, and, and everybody agrees, whether you're in the security business, the government intelligence, whatever, this is an area where there's going to be more activity heightened. We've already seen various 
activities where our government's actually participated with the Israelis, right? right? With the Stuxnet virus to take down the nuclear reactors or the nuclear uh, generating systems in Iran. I mean, so, I mean, we know this stuff's going on. Now, whether we call it terrorism or not. Yeah. So, so my question, though, is, you know, if it, if it violates and negates every privacy policy that, that exists today on the web. Well, that is the translation by those privacy advocates. Right. So let's, let's be clear on this. Everyone's using rhetoric sure. to, to, to try to polarize the world out there. You need to make a decision yourself. Don't let us uh, provide you with your opinion. You need to decide yourself whether CISPA makes sense to you or is a little too egregious. Our concern as technologists is that when you have a bunch of folks that are not the smartest tools in the shed, sharpest tools in the shed when it comes to technology, creating laws that govern technology, the unintended consequences of those laws are the, are the disconcerting part of this. And I think the translation by the privacy advocates out there of the unintended consequences of the law, you talk to the legislators and the, way, and the reasons that they're creating this type of legislation, in their minds, it makes perfect sense. But they're not thinking about, okay, well, how can this be twisted around? Because we're only going to use this in the proper way. It's never going to be abused. Right. Sure. Right. For now. Right. Today. Right. You know, my, my, my big concern is, look, I, I don't do anything illegal, Ken. I don't have anything to hide. However, I have a real issue with the government reaching into my private data, my private information, my existence it's like 1984 it's like george orwell you post the wrong picture right the wrong comment the wrong anything anywhere it gets misconstrued we've all been through this right you send somebody an email and they completely misunderstand what you were trying to say or you know i've done that with a text and and a a friend of mine thought my tone was harsh and i said no i'm teasing you can't read tone you can't read sarcasm and well not, not only that a system that monitors keywords takes a keyword out of context, right. does not see what the conversation was prior to or after that particular phrase. They take that phrase out of context, and they say... Right. I, re- I refer okay. to a little kid who misbehaves as a terrorist. All of a sudden, oh, wait, Spanky, we got to watch him. He's talking about terrorists. Really? Well, it's it's a little more uh, I'm involved just, I'm, in that. I'm yes. using a, a basic... We don't, the problem is we don't know what we don't know. Right, so, and the rules change. So you need to educate yourself as a constituent of the technology world so that you can provide your input to your representatives on this particular bill. Um, and we've gotten why, links, why, of course. Why are they doing secret votes on this? Right. Is, why are they trying to get this passed and quietly so, so that nobody knows about it? I don't like that part. Don't they think that like people are smart enough these days to pay attention to this stuff like we well, are? Th- didn't they pay attention to what happened with SOPA? And they, I mean, maybe that's why. They're trying to keep it from becoming a public, in the, in the public conscious, right? I mean, if, if people don't know about it, yeah. Yeah, it's really they, odd. They cannot complain. No, they can't. <laughs> it's very, very odd. Anyway, coming up, uh, Facebook Home is looking cool, but is privacy an issue or not? It's all coming up here on the Data Doctors radio program. Hey, it's the Data Doctors. Hey, lots of you come to our stores when you have computer problems. Many of you rely on our award-winning Data Doctors in-home service, where our Data Doctor comes to you. Yeah, house calls. Some of you take advantage of Data Doctors remote repair, so we fix your problem right over the internet. But did you know that we can help your office, too? That's right. Whether your office has two... 20 or 200 computers, Data Doctors Business Services takes the pain of managing your office technology away. Instead of using the Band-Aid approach to your office technology, put the experience of Data Doctors Business Services team to work for you. You'll be amazed at how much more you can get done when you're not trying to run a business and your IT department. Go to datadoctors.com and let us take away the pain. In store. At home. Over the internet. In your office. What are you waiting for? Go to datadoctors.com right now. (laughs) Like he said, go to datadoctors.com and get ready to experience award-winning service. Data Doctors. Since 1988, we're the tech guys for non-tech people. It's the tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors radio program. Hey, 
Hey, you know, if your car starts running slow, you'd have it looked at and get it fixed. So why would you let your computer run like molasses and do nothing about it? You need to know why it's slow. Of course, Data Doctors has been helping people with their sluggish and sick computers since 1988, and we can help you as well. Find the location nearest you at datadoctors.com slash locations, and you can schedule a free computer checkup while you wait. It's the tech show for non-tech people. The tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors radio program. You know, last week we told you about Facebook Home, that new kind of cool-looking feature available on Androids, right? For now. now. For now, yeah. Now, Facebook Home versus your privacy. What do you really need to know about Home? And, And there was something that Ken and I both... Uh, when when Facebook made the announcement and they introduced that phone that had Home kind of integrated into it, we both kind of raised an eyebrow at one thing, and that was that you don't need to do anything to log into Home because Home is part of the – it's built into the phone. So if, if you get a a message while you're standing in line at the grocery store, there's, you don't have to unlock it. You don't have to do anything. You just – Jump into home well, and, you, I, I, and you use it. Yeah, we don't. We haven't seen it in practical use, so there's got to be some type of security there. The bigger issue is why is Facebook? You know, what's their reason for doing this? Well, you could assume that it's to gather more information. Well, on the surface, they're saying we're trying to solve a common problem that most of us have. And to their credit, they are correct. They're trying to streamline the interaction and messaging right. that we tend to all you know participate in on a daily basis on our mobile devices of course what what benefits facebook is you know the the big push since they went public is that wall street is saying hey when are you going to monetize mobile that's where everybody's doing most of the everybody's moving to mobile 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 where's the money uh and so obviously facebook is looking at ways to balance the the I don't know the flexibility of the system and and the efficiency of how you use uh, your mobile devices with the ability to collect more marketing information to do more pinpointed marketing so that they can generate more revenue from mobile users I mean that's I mean that's really the, the big picture on this thing right the bottom line is Facebook needs to make money but if you use if you use home face Facebook right now will know when you're using the Facebook app right. um, on your mobile device and where and what have you. So they got location information. They've got some of that. But, they, but they're not privy to all the other things that are going on. As soon as you create, use Facebook Home as the startup page, they know which applications you use the most often because you're going to put it in the little start menu. They mm-hmm. know when you use them. I mean, they're going to know so much more about you so that your demographic profile is even clearer. So not only are they going to know where you were born... Um, who your family members are, how old you are, I mean, all those things, right? They already have that because you fell out your profile. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to learn more about your day-to-day activities as a result of using Home. So I'd be concerned that it can collect data based on what I'm doing throughout the day. And and it's they're constantly trolling for new data with, with Home. That seems to me like that would give them a, lo- a far... Well, they're, not, they're not trolling for data. It's just going to be built into the system that they can get a better demographic you know, understanding. And of, again, some people may look at it and like, oh, good, that means the advertising that I get is more relevant to me. Right, which I always say I like. I prefer to get relevant advertising. I don't want feminine hygiene products. So what everyone that's that's crying, hey, wait a minute here on the privacy side is like where where does that where does that stop? Where's the line on this? How much further? How much more information are you willing to provide? And do we really in exchange for convenience? Right. And do we really know how much data they're actually using? What are they doing with it? That's the, that, those are the things that always worry oh, I, me. We, we already know what they're doing with the data. Yeah, they're selling it. Of course they are. They're making more money. Hello? If you're on Facebook, you're not the customer. You're the product. So there. So if you don't like ha- it, don't use it. On one hand, anybody that's complaining about, well, I can't believe Facebook's going to do this. I'll never do that. That's just, that's just too much. Um, what do you think Facebook is? It's, it's free for a reason. Uh, You're yeah. paying. Hello. With your data. You know, I mean, you have to decide whether what you get out of Facebook 
is worth what you're giving up, which is information about yourself. I mean, it's just that that them's the hard facts. And by the way, it's not just Facebook. It's virtually everybody Every, out there that's providing you with some free service, some free process, whatever. They're using that in order to sell you to advertisers. And speaking of free services and products, Pandora hit a milestone this week. Now 200 million listeners strong. If you're a Pandora user, we've got a link to some Pandora tips and tricks so you can become a power user. I love Pandora. Yeah, well, Pandora is going to be hurting as soon as Apple launches their radio. I know, as soon as Apple Radio comes live. Facebook.com slash Data Doctors. Anytime you have a question for us, just hit us up right there. Chuck did. He says, I have a Linksys router and a home network for quite some time. It's secured. It's set up not to broadcast my SSID. Thank you for listening to us, Chuck. Bada bing. And uh, there are four and occasionally five devices at a time. Occasionally, I'll lose at least one PC, and it can't reconnect without starting the router. My router has the latest firmware. It's mostly just an annoyance, but could it be that my router is failing or I'm overloading it? Do routers even fail like this? Um, You're not overloading it with four or five. And if if you're overloading a router, it doesn't disconnect. It just makes everything slower. So that wouldn't be it. Uh, So the first thing you want to do, which, again, Chuck... Guy's a good, good. He's good. Yeah, he, he updated the firmware, which Golf most cloud. people have no idea what the heck that means. It's basically the software that's embedded in the device. So it's like can, the operating system of the device. Correct. So you can upgrade it sometimes, and that'll fix some of these kinds of problems. The likelihood is, is yes, the the router is failing, and here's the number one reason why a router will fail. You have it on top of something else, like a cable modem or a DSL router. Or something. Right. You know, some, something else that's generating heat. It's, it's sitting on top of a little mini oven. An yeah, easy so, I mean, bake. So it's sat there for two or three years where all the heat from the device below it is heating it up. Right. Not to mention the heat that it generates on its own. And so that happens. It's not unusual for routers to have to be replaced. And frankly, the router technology continues to improve. So he's got a G router here. Right. The current standards are N, which gives you more extension and faster speeds. Um. Of course, you have to have an N router or N wireless adapter on the other side, but it's the beginning of upgrading your home network. So, yeah, man, it's it's inexpensive. Replace it. Coming up, you see them all the time. Clean up your PC, speed up your Mac. But are these programs any good? Also, if you use Twitter, we've got some shortcuts and news links you won't want to miss. Tweet, tweet. Y'all come back now, you hear? It's the tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors Radio Program. Now you can turn your Instagrams into fridge magnets. You know those cool little pictures you take with Instagram? Check out Instantgram. We've got a link at datadoctors.com slash radio. It's the Data Doctors radio program. Got a tech question? Get an answer in English. Ask us now at facebook.com slash datadoctors. Uh, pardon me, do you tweet? Sometimes. I'm not a regular tweeter. More of a woofer. Twitter is still probably the most misunderstood of all the social networks and probably the one that has the highest value for all of you that are not using it. But let's start with let's start with helping the people that do use it with something that I, I don't think a lot of people know that there are a ton of shortcuts. Keyboard shortcuts. Yeah, there are keyboard shortcuts for Twitter. Yeah, for Twitter, for almost anything. But Twitter, you know, for example, if you wanted to instant message someone, you mean direct message? Direct message, rather. You just hit the M for message. Now you have to obviously they have to be following you, right? In order for that to work. But um, now to to clarify, these shortcut key, these keyboard shortcuts only work when you're using Twitter.com, not when you're using a Twitter. App. app or a, a like TweetDeck or any of those kinds or of the things. built-in Twitter interface on uh, on Apple right. devices. So those pr- third-party programs may have their own shortcuts as well that you want to explore. But uh, yeah, there are some really simple things. You just hit hit a button like M if you wanted to send a direct message to somebody that you are connected with. 
And you can, if you if you want to really play around with them, um, is it shift question mark? Brings well, up I mean, you, yeah, you, it's question mark, right, which right. requires you, you hit the shift key. Shift key, key question the, mark. Yeah. And that'll bring up a, a list. And you can also look at all of the keyboard shortcuts. We've got a link to those, datadoctors.com slash radio. But just, just remember, shift question mark, and you've got, uh, you've got the entire menu of all the shortcuts right in front of you. Now, if at twitter.com, yes. If you are a Twitter user and you are a breaking news junkie. No. What? Let's back that up. What? If you're not a Twitter user. Yes. Here's a reason that you might want to start using Twitter. Because you could get breaking news before everybody else. mundo. Now, breaking news is relevant, obviously, from a local and national level. But what you consider breaking news is <clears> up <throat> to you. Let me give you a practical example of somebody you should follow for breaking news. Okay. Your power company. Great idea. Right? Great so idea. Next time there's a problem. The likelihood is that they're going to tweet the status of their power grid. Working on the problem. Right. Or you can tweet them and say, WTF. <laughs> my, as long my, as your device is charged. My, you yeah. My phone is about to die. Go jump in the car and, and tweet them. Uh, so that's a good example. If you, I mean, you, you, you've seen just about everybody out there, whether they're celebrities or news people, just about all of them put their Twitter handle up there. If you like a particular reporter's style, or you just think they're sexy, and you think let's see, that's a Rod Stewart song. Yeah, yeah. if you think I'm sexy, no. um, or otherwise, just sticking to the news here. Yes. Again, just put them into your you know, just start following them because they'll tweet all kinds of information that you may or may not like, and it's really easy to stop following somebody. Uh, but you don't have to actually be a contributor to the to the Twitter Twitter verse Twitter verse Twitter sphere Twitter sphere Twitter sphere. You can just be a, a stalker. Yeah, absolutely. You can be a consumer of tweets, not a creator of tweets, and you'll you'll find tremendous value in that. And we've posted also a link of uh, ten must follow breaking news accounts on Twitter. So if you're a news junkie and you want to find out what's going on in the world, we've got links with, again, 10 breaking news sites. My favorite, though. Yes. I know where you're going to go. Muckrack.com. M-U-C-K-R-A-C-K. Muckrack.com slash newsroom. You will be presented with the Twitter accounts of every major journalist at every major news outlet. So if you have a particular news organization you like to follow, you can follow them as a news organization or go find those individual uh, reporters that you like within those news organizations and start following their tweets. You know, if you're a political junkie, you may like some political reporters. So financial guys may like, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. If you're a big fan of Fox, CNBC, You can narrow down very quickly. Yeah, just get to that person that you know you like and follow them. Facebook.com slash data doctors. That's a place you can go anytime you have a question for us. 24 7, 365. We'll answer it as quickly as we can. Becca said, I've got a Mac question for you. Oh, that's me. I keep getting offers from an online service called Mac Keeper. Today I finally downloaded it and let it run on my computer. Then, of course, it ran in demo only and asked me to purchase the full program. Is it a reputable source for computer cleanup and viruses? Thanks for your input. I'm going to tell you, Becca, Mac Keeper, mm. your money. <laughs> yeah, keep your money. So here's the thing. Mac Keeper is the equivalent of uh, the Windows one-size-fits-all, let's clean it up, and, and it's a broad brushstroke. I mean, it, it will just go in and clean up everything. The biggest problem with that kind of approach to making your computer work better is a lot of times the unintended consequence is, is it breaks things that once worked. So let, let's, let's use data. In the 25 years that we've been supporting computer users um, and the 24 and a half years that there have been these utilities out there that basically proclaim that they're going to make your computer run faster, be better, all that good stuff. Um, When we consistently see people coming in saying, you know, I wasn't really having that big of a problem. I saw this program. I downloaded it. I tried it. Now my machine's really screwed up. Yeah. I put a fork in it. Uh, yeah, I was just fine until I put this program in. And now it's not working. The complexity of the Windows operating system and the Mac operating system is such that a push a button and I'll clean it up for you automatically program is never going to be 100% effective. And you got to 
good chance you're going to create a problem that didn't exist before. Now, I will say this. Uh, in Mac Keeper's defense, the, the biggest problem they have is PR. A lot of people confuse it with Mac Defender, which is a piece of malware. So, Lots more coming up here on the Data Doctors Radio program. Ken and Spanky coming up. Stay tuned. It's finally here. It's time to buy a new PC, but you're stuck. Hey, it's the Data Doctors here to help get you unstuck. When you buy a new PC from Data Doctors, we actually custom configure it right down to your operating system, Windows 7 or the new Windows 8. Now, if you're ready to be a trailblazer with your new Data Doctors PC, we'll configure it with the new Windows 8. But let's say you're not ready to jump feet first into the pool. If you like what you're used to, we can custom configure a Data Doctor system with Windows 7. We even have a third option. We can install Windows 8, but give you the look and feel you're used to, you know, the start button and all, and that way you're ready to go. And with any Data Doctor's PC purchase, we transfer all the important stuff from your old computer for free. Windows 7 or Windows 8, Data Doctor's gives you the freedom to choose. Oh, and if you have a PC and you want us to handle the upgrade, we can do that too. Now, get ready to experience award-winning service from Data Doctors. To find the location nearest you, go to datadoctors.com right now. Data Doctors. Since 1988, we're the tech guys for non-tech people. It's the tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors radio program. Hey, if you're on Facebook, you know you've added apps over the years. Some cases you didn't realize they were apps. Some cases somebody invited you to become part of a birthday syndicate or something and whatever. Well, apps are all there to access your information, even the ones you no longer use. Later in the program, we'll give you the steps. But if you can't wait, check them out right now at datadoctors.com slash radio. They're Trekkies and they're techies. We are neither. This is the Data Doctors Radio Program. This is the Data Doctors Radio Program. Facebook.com slash Data Doctors. That is the place you can go to ask us your questions anytime. Kevin did. Kevin said, hey, is a phishing site only dangerous if you enter your information in somewhere on it? Or can a phishing site install malware onto your machine as well? Yes and yes. Thank you. Next question. The reason he asked Thank us... Let, let me Let me back up. The reason Kevin asked this question, I remember the genesis of this, was that a, um, a fan was asking a question about a specific website. We're not going to say that site because we don't want you to go there. Um, but she wanted to know if, um, if this w- site was legitimate or if it was a problem. And it turns out that this site was a known... Fishing site. Fishing site. Not legit. Not legit. Not legit should quit. That's right. <laughs> and so that led to a series of questions, and we thought, wow, this is a really, you know what, Kevin, you asked a great question. And and because the natural, your natural tendency would be, well, it's a fishing site. If yeah. I'm not entering my information there, yeah. they can't fish. A pure fishing site, that would be the case. Unfortunately, there is no limitation to what a um, scammer can load up. On a, on a website. They booby trap, routinely booby trap, any and all sites that they can, whether they're phishing sites or not. So can they? Yes. Are they? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. The, the, the reality is you really need to be so careful about what you click on because the drive-by download problem, which means just by visiting a page, if your computer is not properly configured mm-hmm. or if you click on the wrong thing, regardless of what you have for security software, they can get you. Right. One of the reasons why we like the Trend Micro suite of security software is it's a dual-staged security. We've talked about this before on the show. This is why we insist upon installing this on our customers' computers because we've seen the damage done by these free antivirus programs that tell you your computer's clean. I just scanned it. It's clean. And time after time after time, we see infections on computers that have these free programs that if you run the program, the program says, no, everything's cool. Yeah, it looks good. And it turns out, no, there are 18 different infections on there. It's just that it was able to bypass your lack of, in other words, it, it it snuck something by you. Trend Micro has a cloud component to their security system that is constantly updating the known 
malicious sites and literally blocks your access to it. So you, even if you do fall prey for that phishing scam, you click on it, when you try to go to the site, the Trend Micro software just kicks in and goes, no, 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 this was just reported 30 seconds ago right. as being bad. Boom. That's what that image was that I posted on Facebook, by the way, was what Trend Micro did. Now, I went a little bit further on this site and made some interesting discoveries because I was, my curiosity was piqued as a consumer. I wanted to be, what is, what's going to happen if I go to this site? So I dialed down my security because I wanted to see what was actually on the site. And Trend Micro intercepted this file and said, this is what's on the site. And so, of course, I started digging into that, and I did some Google searching. And? It's a keylogger. Beautiful. So inside this website that is a known phishing site is malware that's designed to log your keystrokes. So if you go to a banking site, you're going to... Yeah, tap in your information, password. password. Guess what? They've got it. So, Kevin, great, great question. And, you know, when you get into a conversation like that with us online, that's awesome. I love that because we dig in a little bit further to to have a conversation like this because we would never have known what was on that site. And and you know what? I want to update our advice on antivirus. People ask us all the time and we give them, well, here's the free one we like and here's the pay one we like. I am now proclaiming, just from what I've seen in the last couple of weeks, it is no longer... An option, in my mind. I, I can't suggest to anybody out there listening to use free antivirus. I've seen way too many of them now be exposed. Yep. Um, and, and basically trick, tripped up. And it, it just, they're, they're not good enough. Free antivirus is what, I mean, it's as good as what you paid for it. And unfortunately, I mean, we had a, we had a business that had all kinds of free antivirus, like five or six different free antivirus right, programs. Right, on different on computers. Various, yeah. And every one of them had been uh, exploited. And every one of them was proclaiming that the machine was clean. Yeah, it showed up. Hey, there's nothing wrong with this machine. Yeah, and but there was obvious signs that there was problems on the network. So we've seen it time and time again. Bottom line is, you know what? Stop using free antivirus. It's just not worth the risk. So Facebook, for a little while, has been uh, offering a new service that has now been expanded into the UK. Services here too. Well, uh, but it's not a. What? The UK service isn't available here. No, no, no. Well, you can pay to connect with celebrities. That's in that's the UK. In the UK. Yeah. So, where you can pay to deliver messages to somebody. Like Simon Cowell? Yes. So, the the question arises, of course, why would you, why would Facebook do this, number one? Cha-ching! Right. Number number two, how much would you pay as a consumer to connect with that celebrity? But, but better, more than that, what opportunity does this give organizations, companies looking to raise funds for uh, special projects, access to celebrities. How much, how far will they go to get in front of people with money and notoriety? Anybody who wants to get their message out there. And there's no guarantee that even if you can message that person, that they're going to do anything about it. But boy, Facebook knows how to play people. Well, you think? I mean, would you pay? It depends. If, If I'm an organization looking to raise money for a children's hospital... I'm going to probably reach out to a celebrity that that we know is really, you know, oh, yeah. cares deeply about children. But but you don't you don't ever reach out to the celebrity. No, you go to their people. Right. And it doesn't cost you a dime to do that. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I mean, I, to me, this is for super fans like oh, Justin Bieber replied to me and he cost you a hundred bucks. <laughs> oh, it was so worth it. I have it up on the wall. Yeah, you're listening to the tech show for non-tech people. I wouldn't pay a dime for that, but I would pay a lot of money for us. And Bieber's not in the UK. The Data Doctors radio program. Ask us your tech questions anytime. Facebook.com slash Data Doctors. And don't forget, we're experts in computer and technology problems for what we do for a living. Uh, We can help you in our stores, in your home, at your business. We can even remote right in over the internet and help fix just about any problem you have. You like the program, yes? Sure. Let your friends around the world know they too can listen, laugh, and learn. On the tech show for non-tech people, the Data Doctors can be heard worldwide on Stitcher Radio. Hour number two, coming up. Don't touch the dial. Get all your tech answers in English at datadoctors.com slash radio. It's the tech show for non-tech people. This, this is the Data is the Doctors, Data Doctors radio, radio Program. program. <laughs> it's the tech show, tech show for non-tech people. This, this 
is the Data Doctors Radio Program. It is time once again to listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome back to our number two of the Data Doctors Radio Program, the multi-award winning tech show for you non-tech people. During the week, we spend our time helping lots and lots of folks with their broken computers and technology issues all around the country, in our stores, in their homes, at their offices, and then we bring that experience right here to help all of you listening to this show. We are the Data Doctors du jour. Ken over there, me, Spanky. Brandon's chair remains empty yet again. Slacker. Here to provide education and entertainment. We call it edutainment. edutainment. Hey, we all get we, we all get this in our inbox. It's spam, but what can you do about it? How can you avoid it? And where do you report it? And if you've lost your smartphone, it's too late. But if you have it in your hands, we'll tell you how to keep track of it next time you misplace it. Better answers than the guys overseas. overseas. Or Uncle Jim's nerdy son. It's the Data Doctors radio program. It's the tech show. The tech show for non-tech people. Sorry, I didn't feel like reading that last line. All right, fine. I thought, you know what? Let's not overwhelm the fine folks listening. All right, we won't. We won't overwhelm that. Them. And my my uh, your computer didn't keep up with you, did it? No, it's Google Docs and the that Surf- Surface Pro. Surface Pro and well, actually, Google Docs in and of themselves. Yeah, the link. Are you clicking a link? Or are you clicking? Text? I, I I have noticed with your Surface tablet and Google Docs specifically, you've had more technical connection problems. No, than, it's not connection so much as because it's a touch screen. Right. Where am I touching? No, not even where am I touching? What do you What do you mean by this touch? Do you mean to move the screen? Do you mean to pinch the screen? Do you want to turn this into a link? Ah, uh, the joys of touch screens. It's all part of the process. Hey, the five biggest online privacy threats that we face today. Do you know what they are? Cookie. Well, cookie's one of them. Oh, obviously, the government. <laughs> well, that was CISPA. It was a little CISPA reference. Come on. Cookie. Cookies. Can everybody knows that that cookies exist? What the heck are cookies? Explain what a cookie is. So the easiest analogy I can use is that little tiny keychain barcode thing you have for your grocery store. Uh huh. That's a cookie. That's a if, cookie. If I get your if I get your little barcode, you like get your keychain and see that barcode, right? Can I basically figure out everything that there is to know about you from that little barcode? Not everything, but what I like to buy. How? Because all I have is the barcode. Right, but when I scan that barcode, every grocery thing. No, no, that no, no, I- no, 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 no. You lose that cookie. Oh, Some okay. foreign agency. Obviously, the grocery store knows. Somebody grabs that keychain from you and gets that cookie on your keychain, yes. which is the credit card or the uh, loyalty card right. system. Right, it's a barcode. Pretty benign, right? Yeah. That's essentially what cookies do. Okay. The cookies themselves. The concern about cookies is that you use that loyalty program at your grocer, and you expect that your grocer is tracking your purchases. Yeah, your shopping habits. You don't expect your grocer to offer that for a fee to your doctor. Doc, look what Spanky's buying. Hmm. So... The cross-use of cookies across different platforms, different advertising networks, and the fact that these conglomerates... So now take your dentist, your doctor, your grocer, um, your mechanic, your... Like everyone that ever provides you any value and service in your life, and they can all share that cookie. So essentially, if it's Halloween time and I'm buying M&M's and Smarties and all these other things, all of a sudden I might start seeing ads from diabetic medication companies because they're going to sell that information to a company that says, ah, look, this guy's got a sugar problem. Well, I, We need know, to get him in our... It's, it's, but, but essentially they could do that. It's the ability to take the conglomeration of what used to only be available to your grocer from your grocer, right? Adding that to your dentist's tracking sure. of you, adding that, and compiling all that information, then selling it to third parties that you have no relationship with whatsoever. That's essentially what cookies are doing. So that's why a lot of people that are really worried about that routinely toss their cookies. Yeah, I toss my cookies about once a month. Uh, another issue that uh, it's almost impossible for us to avoid these days, and that is this, this, this concept of big data. That is that all of the things that we've ever done anywhere online exist somewhere in computer banks, right, in, sure. in databases. And they used to be in separate databases. 
But more and more of these databases are all being dumped into one massive database. So there's this enormous amount of information. That's what they call it, big data, right? Right. That if you know how to mine that data, you can start to extrapolate some pretty interesting things and really start to get a profile of an individual based on the fact that there's so much data out there. And most of this data lives in the cloud. Yeah. and Which makes it vulnerable. Exactly. And no matter how good they are at security, there's no such thing as a totally 100% secure system. So if you want to check out all five of the biggest online privacy threats, don't worry. we got a link for you, datadoctors.com slash radio. It's another component of our edutainment prophecy. Geek Speak of the Week. It is our Geek Speak of the Week when we bring a little portion of the tech vernacular to you so that you can sound really more cooler at your next cocktail party. That's why we call it Geek Speak of the Week. We don't call it. We whisper it for some reason. This week's Geek Speak is link diving. Link diving. We've all become a victim of link diving. Link diving. It's the act of clicking further and further from your original subject of research when you're going online. Here's, oh. the, here's the most common place to become a victim of link diving. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia. I've been there. <laughs> there are links upon links upon links upon links. You started out researching some medical issue, and the next thing you know, you're looking at Teslas. Well, so I was, <laughs> I, I was helping my son with something for a school project. And I don't remember what we were searching, but we searched Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And an hour later, mm-hmm. we were totally somewhere else. I'm like, what were we doing here in the first place? We got so deep, and we, I don't even remember where we were. We wound up somehow in San Diego at, you know. <laughs> oh, look, butterflies. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. Link diving is very dangerous. Facebook.com slash data doctors. Why? Because that's where you can ask your tech, question, tech questions anytime you have them. Richard wants to know, I received spam hoax email from someone in the Philippines. Philippines. Telling us that one of our close friends was in a serious accident and needed money. Who do we report this spam hoax to and how do we report it? Well, you can report it to the gov. We got yeah. a link to that to federal gov, but don't expect a whole lot to happen. Yeah, there's not much they can do but, about but it. But you can do your part. Go ahead and say, hey, this is, this is scam, spam. And let them know, we know, we're on to you. Still ahead, tracking your lost mobile device. Is it a good idea to set it up before you lose it? Of course. But what's the best way to set it up? And Google employees may find out no such thing as a free lunch. Coming up on the Data Doctors radio program. Business owners, if you're tired of playing whack-a-mole with your business technology, help is just a phone call away. Whether you have three or 300 computers, call us, the Data Doctors, to schedule a free technology assessment and get a prescription to relieve your pain. Imagine putting the days of technology problems behind you. Let the collective intelligence of Data Doctors Business Services allow you to focus on your business, not your technology problems. Call 888 888- 545-1988 and schedule your free technology assessment today. Quit struggling with technology on your own. Get the experience of Data Doctors Business Services team for less than the cost of a single IT person. And we've seen it all. We've been helping businesses with their technology for nearly 25 years and we can help you too. Get relief today so you can be more productive tomorrow. Call 888-545-1988 to schedule your free business technology assessment today. That's 888-545-1988. It's the tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors Radio Program. Hey, if you want to hear the Data Doctors radio program on your terms before anyone else, it's easy. Just become a Data Doctors insider today. Sign up for our weekly newsletter at datadoctors.com slash radio. And when you get that newsletter, you'll be able to click a button and listen instantly to this here radio show. Click and listen access just for you. Are you confused about something tech? Ha, you didn't hear it from us. It's the tech show for non-tech people. The Data Doctors Radio Program. It's the Data Doctors Radio Program. Facebook.com slash Data Doctors. That is the one, the only place that you need to go to ask your tech questions anytime for us, with us, and to us. Kevin wanted to know, what's the best Android app to track lost phones, keep the family safe, 
We've tried Life 360 and we weren't super impressed. As well, you shouldn't be. Um, okay, so let's just talk in general terms about mobile devices. Because the tracking system for each of them, you know, there are different needs and different reasons why you'd want to use different tracking systems. Phones have the ability to be tracked every seven seconds by the cellular provider. So the ability to hone in on location and what have you is kind of built into the device. So finding the best software that allows you to track that yourself without having to call the phone company, uh, to me, that's the best way to go. Right. Um, the one that we like for Android is a, is a program called Lookout. Lookout! Um, and the cool thing about Lookout is not only is it a, a, a program that allows you to track, it's a security package also for, it's like antivirus and malware protection mm-hmm. uh, for apps and things that you try to use on your Android devices. So um, if you have an Android device, take a look at Lookout. The basic package is free. I know they have a, a pay version that gives you more features, but the basic package is free. Um, if you have an iPad or iPhone, you can certainly turn on the um, Find My iPad, Find My iPhones. So it's a service that's built in. Right, but I have a problem with those. See, I, I would recommend as an Apple user that you install Lookout on your Apple device, your iPhone or your iPad as well because there's a huge problem with Find My iPhone. What is that? Okay, so in my house, when, an, uh, when a device gets lost and you use the Find My device... Right, to ping it and say, hey, right. where is it, and make the noise. Yeah. It gives you a, a very general area. Uh-huh. It doesn't really pinpoint it. You can make it make a noise. But if somebody stole my device, it doesn't really give me many options to take a screenshot of, of you know, well, what they're doing. Not, well, Lookout doesn't either on an iPhone. Uh, but it does on the Android? No. On the computer side. No, no, no. That's, that's the Find My Mac program. Right. Find, find My iPhone, Find My iPad, because it's location-based and what have you. I mean, it's, it's, it's not perfect. No. But when it comes to your laptop, we actually had a, a longtime business client of ours call me up and say, hey, I got a problem. My son uh, it, it had his laptop stolen during a, a fraternity party or something, um, and he had the Find My Mac program on there. Mm-hmm. And they know that it's at an apartment complex, or the last time it was seen that, that the Apple system could track it was at an apartment complex. But unfortunately, because it's an apartment complex, the police are saying, we're not going to go knock on every single door. You're going you're to have to have, give us more information or we can't help you. So in that situation, you want something more full-featured so when it comes to your, uh, uh, your actual computers, laptops. Uh, so I prefer... And I recommend and help people get set up on something called the Prey Project, P-R-E-Y, project.org. It is a free program that will track location, but it also, when you report it as stolen, you can lock it down, which is obviously a big deal with all of these things. You want to try to lock these things down. Um, You can send a message saying, this is a lost or stolen device. Please contact and see. I mean, there's a small chance somebody will call you. Hey, I just found this thing. Where where do you want me to bring it? Um, but the Prey Project uh, system will actually, if you want it to, take a picture of the person using the device when it's reported as stolen. And I apologize. Will, I, I confused my two different security programs. It will, also, it will also grab a screenshot and the programs that they were using on your computer. So you may be able to figure out, wait a minute, here's the email address. Here's the email account that they were using. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're in your, you would actually see their Gmail interface. Another piece of evidence for the police of who has your laptop so or, who, or who had it. So right? all hope is not lost if you lose your device. You have, you have more of a chance to get law enforcement to take action. So let's take the Prey Project situation. Again, you're, gonna, you're probably going to have to do some, some of your own kind of research to figure out if you can, you know, figure out exactly where because it's, it's not going to pinpoint it in that apartment complex. But it will take a screenshot of the person, mm-hmm. which the police, that's, you know, now you have. It's just like with the, the surveillance videos and whatever. You, know, you now have a, uh, a picture of the perp, right? You have screenshots that show here's their email address, right? right. And so if you have enough evidence, you've got, you got a much better chance of the of law enforcement getting involved and trying to help you. 
with the Find My Mac, and it's somewhere in that apartment complex. In that vicinity. So um, in in those cases, all of the programs that allow you to send a remote wipe signal that says the next time this thing shows up on the Internet anywhere, start wiping out all my stuff. I don't want I don't want anybody to see this. So these are all things that you need to think about before you beforehand, not not after. I mean, yeah. Once you've lost it, you're it's screwed. Too, it's too late. If you don't have the stuff pre-installed. <clears throat> hey, you've all heard the expression. There's no such thing as a free lunch, right? Well, I thought so when I went to Google. Yeah, you eat lots of great food there. Lots of great Google at, food at Google, Facebook. But did you know that they may not be? Well, no. There's a professor that wrote a paper saying. Mm-hmm. To me, this is the ultimate in jealousy. Yeah, of course, because like, he wants what they have. It's like, these people are getting a free lunch every single day, so they should be paying taxes on this. And he said they should be reporting that as taxable income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're saying if you know if a $50,000 employee gets $2,000 in free meals, they should be taxed at a rate of $52,000. However. Google's saying, and Facebook both, I mean, it, and I've had the honor and privilege to eat in both cafeterias which one's better um well i've eaten at google more often than i have at facebook okay. so but but if i had to re- compare i mean they're both like going to remember the old school buffets in vegas yeah where it was like every country i think the rio had this they had a seafood buffet that had every single country that you could think every kind of ethnic food you could think of yep represented yeah. yeah it was like it was nuts back in the day of real buffet that's and what's really surprising is you would think everybody at google would be 300 pounds <laughs> all this free food it's like no no after the it's, freshman 15, they're done. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. By the way, coffee and donuts don't qualify. The IRS looks the other way on those because they're, they're called too small to be. So you can eat as many donuts as you want. Yes, it's called a loophole. Ah, gah, 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 gah. Right after the break. Good luck finding Windows 7 computers these days. We'll tell you how you can. That's this week's help. And how to get the internet when there's no Wi-Fi. It's the tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors radio program. Bernice wanted to know, she said, hey guys, where can I look up jobs on the internet? Are there good sites for that? Yeah, billions. Yeah, Bernice, there is a site. One one site that we use in particular uh, is a site that we called Indeed, Indeed.com. Ken, you're a big fan of, I don't know, Craigslist, um, LinkedIn. There, uh, are you kidding? Anyway, we've got links to an old show that we did where we talk about all that. Facebook.com slash Data Doctors. Excuse me, datadoctors.com slash radio is where you'll find it. The first rule of technology, restart it. Rule two, ask us at facebook.com slash data doctors. We don't read our answers from a script. It's the tech show for non-tech people. It's the people. tech show for non-tech people. The Data Doctors radio program. Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. So this is the portion of the show where we take a question that was asked amongst our various systems and Facebook and what have you and turn it into our weekly newspaper column slash blog slash whatever uh, and, and try to pick the, uh, a question that would help a large number of people. That's why we call it help. This week's help question comes from Ed. He says, I'm having a tough time trying to buy a computer with Windows 7 on it. Is Windows 7 really gone like they keep telling me in the stores, or is Microsoft not supporting it anymore? What's going on with Windows 7? Apparently, Ed, it's been banned here in the continental... It has not. Continental. No? It has not. Apparently, they stopped making it. No. It and is, no. 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 Uh, they're no longer available? You, so if you go to big box chains and national retailers that basically sell everything from mayonnaise to hair dryers to refrigerators to pens and pencils and they happen to sell computers they're going to take the path of least resistance when it comes to selling product right they don't want to have to stock two different types of the same computer one's windows 7 one windows 8 they don't have the, the sophistication to be able to deal with downgrading which is a which is a an option you have when you buy a windows 8 machine you can downgrade it to windows 7 um, which takes time and effort and whatever. It, you know, you got to know what the heck you're doing. 
So the easy thing for them to do is train all their sales staff to go, nope, Windows 7, not available anymore, just Windows 8. This is all we got. Like it or and not, go we're stuck. It. So, no, Windows 7 will be available for many years to come. Let me, let me see if I can back that up with some data. Windows XP is still accessible if you know how to get it. Right. And again, you can buy a current version of Windows and downgrade back to Windows XP if for some reason that's what you want to do. So there are licensing options for that that Microsoft provides. And support for XP continues through April of 2014. Right, which ain't that far away. Yeah, but, I mean, it's still... Right. So well, when, when we say support, we're talking about things like service, service uh, pack or, or updates, security patches, not right. service packs. Service so you, packs of all uh, they're, they're all done. done. Just basic security that, that they're trying to mitigate some of the exploitation that's out there. So you're going to see Windows Seven somewhat readily available through what's called OEMs, original equipment manufacturers. Let me scrape away all of that stuff. There are lots and lots of people, including us at Data Doctors, that have been custom-building computers or have a vendor that custom-builds computers for us to our spec, and we'll put whatever operating system we want on there. The, the easiest way to find someone that can still get you a Windows 7 machine is find somebody that, uh, offers, that provides business services, that focuses on helping businesses with their computers. Because the business community is not going to jump on Windows 8 for a long time. So those of us that support businesses have got to have the ability to, to deliver Windows 7 machines for our business customers for many years now. Right. It's not just going to end, oh, well, here we it is We just time. had a business customer request and require that we deliver a new computer less than a month ago with Windows XP because they're using really old software that's not compatible with Windows 7. Wow. So... That is the reality of the business world is they don't jump on the latest and greatest. It's just too much hassle, especially if they're a larger organization. So the key is always to find someone that supports businesses. When you're looking for these not common in the stores, when, when you can't find something in a store, that's when you, you want to shift right to somebody that's in the business world. More likely they're going to have the sophistication and ability to find what you need. When you move to a specialist, you get special treatment. A special. Facebook.com slash Data Doctors. That's the place you can go when you have a question anytime. Janet did. She said, can you please tell me how to get internet on my Android tablet using my cell phone, which is also an Android. That's good. When there's no Wi-Fi available. Huh. Well, you know, Janet, there's a, uh, a thing called tethering, which is... Wouldn't you rather tether? Right. And, and so if you don't have... Wi-Fi, where you're at, let's say the coffee shop you're in doesn't happen to have uh, free Wi-Fi, which these days is, I mean, I think almost uncommon, everybody yeah. has it, but um, your carrier gives you the option of using your data and... and uh, depends on your carrier. Well, mo- it, Your most carrier of them. may allow you, depending upon the device you have, right? because just because you have an Android cell phone doesn't mean it has the ability to, if it could be really old. Right. Have you no have ability a really to turn old it, one. Yeah, no, no ability to turn it into a hotspot. So you have to have both the ability on your device and you have to have permission from your or the ability through from your... From the provider. Yeah. It used to be a lot more controlled. These days, I think everybody does allow on a... If it's a phone that's two or three years old or newer, shouldn't have any problems. Yeah, AT&T still screws customers who decide to go in that direction. Well, because depends on, it depends bumps, on the plan. It bumps your data plan to the to another tier on on a single plan. Yeah, if you have a group plan, then it's, it's different all part story. of you know. So that you need to check with your provider to find out. But yeah, you can tether, but be careful. And yes, always keep it secure, Janet, because guys like me like to get on free people's Wi-Fi. Hey, when we come back, what's slowing your computer down? Eileen wants to know if she's got issues, and you need to turn them off. If you have old Facebook apps, we'll tell you how to kill them. It's finally here. It's time to buy a new PC, but you're stuck. Hey, it's the Data Doctors here to help get you unstuck. When you buy a new PC from Data Doctors, we actually custom configure it right down to your operating system, Windows 7 or the new Windows 8. Now, if you're ready to be a trailblazer with your new Data Doctors PC, we'll configure it with the new Windows 8. But let's say you're not ready to jump feet first into the pool. If you like what you're used to, we can custom configure a Data Doctor system with Windows 7. We even have a third option. 
We can install Windows 8, but give you the look and feel you're used to, you know, the start button and all, and that way you're ready to go. And with any Data Doctors PC purchase, we transfer all the important stuff from your old computer for free. Windows 7 or Windows 8, Data Doctors gives you the freedom to choose. Oh, and if you have a PC and you want us to handle the upgrade, we can do that too. Now, get ready to experience award-winning service from Data Doctors. To find the location nearest you, go to datadoctors.com right now. Data Doctors. Since 1988, we're the tech guys for non-tech people. It's the tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors radio program. If you want to hear the Data Doctors radio program before anyone else does, become a Data Doctors insider today. So how do you do it? You sign up for our weekly newsletter, datadoctors.com slash radio. All newsletter subscribers will get instant access to the show. As soon as you get that newsletter in your inbox, you can click and listen like that. Like that. On air. Online. On demand. Datadoctors.com. Datadoctors.com slash radio. Listen live. Download podcasts. And get helpful links. Datadoctors.com. Datadoctors.com slash radio. Ken, I should never snap with the finger that pushes the button because I can't simultaneously. Two snaps. Facebook.com slash Datadoctors is where Eileen asked the question. I have 140 things. 143 things. Running in the background on my PC. Things she probably means processes. Yes. If I brought the CPU in, would you be able to look at it and return it the same day? Well, uh, first of all, we can get it in quickly. 143 processes. You got more issues than the New York Times. So uh, these background processes, and we've talked about this a lot on the show, um, you should have on a on a desktop PC, uh, what, can f- uh, 40, no, 50? 50, 55, 55 if it's running Windows 8 or Windows 7. If it's Windows Windows XP, we like to get it down to about 35. Mm-hmm. Then add an extra four or five processes if you have a laptop. So the idea is that you want to, I mean, if you're at 143 processes. There's some serious that's problems. Not, that's not within the margin of error. <laughs> yeah, you, you've just exceeded that dramatically. So for those of you that don't understand what we're talking about, if you have a Windows-based prop, uh, computer, shut the thing all the way down, turn it back on, and before you start running any programs, do a Control-Alt-Delete, which should get you to either the, the uh, uh, Task Manager or the opportunity to click a button that, or click a link that says Task Manager. Right. Depends on your operating system. And the screen will pop up with all kinds of things going on. You want to look in the bottom left-hand corner for processes. So this is with, you haven't opened anything other than the task manager, you got right. nothing running. How many processes are running? That's a quick, non-technical self-check. So you can say, you know what? So I need somebody that I trust to look at this because there's a whole lot of stuff going on here and it's way too convoluted and way too much work. Uh, for uh, you know, It's one of those things, if you have to ask, how do I deal with this stuff? You need to take it to somebody. This is not, you, don't, you can't explain brain surgery. Well, you can, but you have to cut very carefully. Be very, very careful. Otherwise, you leave the computer dysfunctional. So the can you look at it and return it the same day? Yes. Will it be cleaned up and the way we like to optimize (laughs) it? No. Not possible. The the amount of work that it takes to, to pare that down and also to make sure. So when you have that many processes running, there's a real high likelihood you have some malware. If you do have malware, there's multiple scans that can take hours and hours to perform because it's got to literally go through every part of your computer to make absolutely sure that it it turns over every stone in your garden to make sure that there are no worms. How's that for an analogy? I like that. Or scorpions. Scorpions or whatever, right? If you say, you know what, I'm not going to go through the whole garden. That's great. Go where you know there are problems. But did you really fix the computer? Do you know? That's why we say leave no stone unturned. Correct amendu. Because if you leave that one stone unturned and it's got... So if you bring a computer to data doctors, we need enough time to turn over all the stones so we can absolutely tell you with a clear conscience, your computer is clean, disinfected, ready to go. 
And that's a problem with a lot of places, especially when they don't have the, the processes we have in place. Well, people listen to the request, I want it back quick, and say, fine, and they do a quick and dirty job. It's like taking it to a really fast car wash. Yes. How good is your car? How clean is your car when it's done? Not so much. Right. It's just a basic, you and know. if you're okay with that, great. But when it comes to computers, especially when it comes to malicious activity, again, we've seen this time and time again. Security programs that proclaim a computer to be in good health. Mm-hmm. It's real easy to be fooled if you're not thorough. Yeah. Thorough means time. So do you want it done right or do you want it done quick? You have to choose between those two, unfortunately, Adeline. The quick and dirty return same day. The only way that's going to happen is if somebody comes to your home and charges you by the hour to sit there and tell the machine is done. Very expensive. Right. So if you want it done quickly or if you want it done the quickest way, it'll cost you money. Right. So it's money or time, just like we always talk about. Every computer problem on the planet can be solved with money or time and a combination of the two. You just have to figure out what the balance is that works for you. For you, yes. So um, hopefully, Eileen, you have access to another computer, so you have access to your critical information that you need, email, those kinds of things, while your machine is being cleaned up. So over the years, um, if you've added Facebook apps, and and lots of us have, you know, oh, uh, request my birthday app. Even if you you think you haven't, you need to pay attention. Right. So the other day, I was dinking around inside Facebook, and I'm like, oh, what is this app? I haven't used this thing in forever, and I... Went into my apps inside Facebook and realized that I have almost 200 apps that I have authorized and given permission to access my data. Now, you are crazy. Well, but you got to realize I do a lot of that here. I want to, you know, try different things and and then we talk about it on the show. Well, turns out a lot of these apps, uh, even though I'm not using them, are still mining my data. Of course they are. And delivering that data somewhere. You approved it when it says. Absolutely. Do you allow this? To have access to your profile. Which got me thinking, you know, if I wanted to turn these Facebook apps, their access off, how would I do that? Well, you can control individual apps and the way they access your personal data. You can kill apps completely so they can't access any of your data. And we've put up step-by-step instructions. And and what we did is they're in picture form. No. To make it really easy. That's like a book. It is like a book. It makes uh, it easy. That any, an instruction manual. It's like anybody can follow along. It's like old school. <laughs> That's not even video. <laughs> it's old can, school can, imagery. Can I deliver the bad news on yes, this? Yes, what's that? Those 200 programs that you allowed access to your profile information, uh-huh. when you say do not allow access anymore, yes. I think a lot of people think that means they have to take my information out of their system. No. It's already too late. They already have it. They just can't have it from this point forward. So any changes and updates to your profile, they'll no, no longer have. So. You are listening to The Tech Show for non-tech people, the Data Doctors radio program. Ask us your questions even when we're not on the air. Facebook.com slash Data Doctors. Remember, we deal with computer and technology problems for a living. Have done so since 1988. So we're experts at this stuff. We can help you in our Data Doctor stores, in your home, at your business. We can even remote in right over the internet and help you fix most problems. And if you like the program, and of course you do, let your friends around the world know they too can listen to the tech show for non-tech people. The Data Doctors can be heard worldwide on Stitcher Radio. It is the Data Doctors du jour, Ken and Spanky. Remember, you can catch us on TV, on the radio, online. We're everywhere. Hasta la vista. Get all your tech answers in English at datadoctors.com slash radio. It's the tech show for non-tech people. This This is the Data Data Doctors Doctors Radio Radio Program. Program.